0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds podcast. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch, and I'm the creator of the Profit Minds Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and building business process for scale. In every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, my guest is Craig Lauder of Smooth Selling Forever. And we'll be talking about a system to generate significant, predictable, and sustainable new client growth for trusted advisors. Welcome, Craig.
1: Thank you, Dr. Steve. It's an honor and an honest pleasure to be on your show.
0: Yeah, so one of the things I always start with is... I want to hear your story. And my, my listeners know that I love the story of how somebody got where they are, right? So it's, you know, what what made you decide to, to do this thing that you're doing today? How did you get here?
1: Keeping it as concise as possible, Dr. Steve. You know, uh, as Steve Martin would say, I grew up as a child. Uh, I grew up in a, <laughs> in a blue-collar family. Uh, first member of the family ever to go to college, and I studied, studied marketing. Uh, tried the corporate route for about five years. There was not enough there. If I would have had my preferences in life, I would have played professional baseball. I had everything except talent. Ah. <laughs> so that precluded that career option. I would have loved to have been a teacher, but the time that I came out of school, there were no opportunities to teach. So after about five years in corporate America, I developed an affinity for entrepreneurs, uh, business development. I'm a hunter, love new client acquisition. For a period of about 30 years, I worked in small businesses. And it's all about creating significant, predictable, and sustainable sales growth and profit growth within their business. And as I was going through the process, I formed my own company, uh, Smooth Selling Forever, back in 2012, and I focused on small business owners. It struck me two to three years ago that trusted advisors are very good at delivering a product, or in most cases, a service uh, that they can wrap their arms, their head, and their heart around, but business development is not necessarily a core competency for them. In fact, if they have letters after their name, don't take offense, (laughs) PA, CFP, MBA, JD, Ph.D. Ph.D. See, I was going to let you say that. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) If you talk about sales development, those folks say, excuse me, I've seen seen Tommy. I've seen Gary, Glen Ross. I am not one of those people. Sales is below me. So we decided, yeah, to some people, it can be offenses. Business development is a little bit softer. At the same time, if you ask trusted advisors what they're really seeking, they're seeking to bring on new clients that value what they do and the retention is for a very long period of time. So I developed uh, a course. I'm in the process of writing a a book. It's going to be published at the end of July called Trusted Advisor Confidential, and it's providing a system, which we branded the NASDAQ Client Acquisition System, to give these trusted advisors a system, a model to follow in order to create a strong, solid book of business and significantly increase their personal income year after year.
0: That's great. Yeah, I I know I have the same challenge, right? You know, not only am I one of those people with letters after their name, but so many of the clients that I have that, you know, they're really good at what they do and they have no clue how to run a business. Um, so so talk to me a little bit about what when you say trusted advisor, I think I know what you mean, but why don't you describe it for our audience to make sure they really understand, you know, who we're talking about here.
1: Those are individuals that provided a value-added service that their target audience can't provide on their own. So what does that mean? Insurance brokers, wealth managers, consultants, coaches, architects, CPA, you can go on and on and on where they're highly educated, are very competent in delivering the service, and quite frankly, what I'm teaching them, if they do not have a strong following and get a lot of their business through referrals, but because people know and love them, nothing is going to help them.
0: So what 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 are the primary reasons for that, for that failure? What's the primary reasons that the the book of business and the incomes not growing as as expected or as desired? I guess is probably a right way to say it.
1: That's a great question, Steve. And Over the years, I've come to realize there are five things, five reasons. Uh, Trusted advisors view every client as being the same and that there's no such thing as a right fit client. Uh, Therefore, they're chasing, spending too much time on clients that are not a good fit for them. Uh, Hmm. They don't have an ideal customer profile. They don't understand the buyers that they're dealing with and, quite frankly, suboptimize their ability to create that significant, predictable, and sustainable income growth for their business. Secondly, most businesses, most trusted advisors, think of yourself, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, 80 plus percent of our new clients come through referral. And what happens is many trusted advisors do not intentionally go out and build a strong referral network. So that's number two. Studies show 80 plus percent of all referrals for trusted advisors come through referrals or business comes through referrals. Third, uh, they do not have a documented sales process that mirrors their customers' buying journey, which means they either try something and they just keep trying to repeat it over and over and over again, which if it's not documented, if it's not practice, it's hard to repeat. So having a documented sales process that's congruent with the buying process so that the prospect is saying, you know what, Dr. Steve, you're going down the road with me in the same direction at the same speed. In fact, you're about a step or two ahead of me. I really trust you, Dr. Steve. You, you understand me, you get me. You know what I mean, you're li- listening. And that all needs to be part of a documented sales process. Uh, four, uh, the messaging is not congruent, doesn't resonate with the target audience you know, one message for all. No, you really have to get deep inside me and find out what objectives I'm trying to achieve in in buying from you to get from the services that you're delivering. And I need, and I, as a trusted advisor, need to understand the challenges that those prospects face. And I need to develop a message that is important to the buying audience, that I do extremely well, that our competition can't replicate. We're looking for what's referred to as a value wedge. Uh, And fifth, um, discounting. Discounting or charging too little for a service. Oh man. That diminishes the value of what you're delivering. It doesn't come across as you are confident in the product or service that you're delivering, and therefore you have to discount or charge less than what the going market is. And there's been research shown that says that if you price your services 10 to 15% higher than the competition, you will win more business. Now I do realize in some industries, for example, insurance, uh, insurance and investments, you really can't change your price. So you need to tap some value add around that in order for the, the buyer to understand that they're getting greater value for, the, for what they're willing to spend. And therefore, they're going to stay with you for a long period of time. And they're going to tell anybody and everybody that they know about you because you've done such a wonderful job for them.
0: Oh that's really that's really clear. Yeah and 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 I and I heard you you say a couple of things that that really resonate with me around um, well, of course, the not discounting, that's one thing, but but this, you know, having the right language, that goes hand in hand with one of the earlier things, which was making sure you understand who your clients really are, right? Because if you don't understand who they are, there's no way you can talk to them specifically about the the, the special service, the extra value that you provide, right? So, yeah, that really all fits together. very. very Absolutely,
1: nice. Steve. And you're a PhD, so you get it. But there's an <laughs> order that you need to follow. Yep. You need to select your audience in order to determine and build a message in order to construct sales processes that you're going to follow or buying processes. And then you can take a look at valuing the services that you provide in order to create a high value right fit customers great
0: so so your book that's coming out about the nav you said the nav star client acquisition um, system, system. Yeah. can you can you describe what what how many how many points are there on the star and and you know you said nav star so i assume that this is a multi-pointed object how how many how many are there and and what are they
1: well th- there are six steve so if you think back to uh, the ancient navigators, ancient mariners, mm-hmm. they always followed the stars to guide them to their destination. The same thing is true for trusted advisors. And in the case of trusted advisors, there are six stars that they need to follow. Number one, they need to target the right prospects. Number two, they need to deliver a message that resonates with that target audience. Three, three, They need to have documented sales processes, plural, new client acquisition, upsell, cross-sell, renewal, reorder. And it may vary by product and it may vary uh, uh, by market area. Fourth, they don't have, and they need to have sales success metrics or standards. Activities as well as results. Most people, focus on and most trusted advisors focus on the results. Results are lagging indicators of success. You need to focus on activities. If you do enough, and this is a technical term, enough of the right things, well, the results are gonna pop out the other end. So I recommend that you have anywhere from five to eight metrics that you're tracking on a regular basis daily, weekly, monthly, that helps you better understand what's working, what's not working, so you can become more effective at building your business. Six is feeding the funnel. Uh, some people refer to it as a, as a sales pipeline or new business development pipeline. But it, if you look at your opportunities, if you were to visually draw this, it's shaped more as a funnel, not a pipeline. When you put something in, it doesn't come out good at the other end in the same proportion. There's a narrowing down as as the, the prospect goes through the buying process, and you go through the selling process. So it's about making sure that you're regularly feeding that funnel. And what happens in many cases, trust advisors are in the Sell, sell, sell. Deliver, deliver, deliver. And you have this roller coaster effect. And what you really need to do is make sure that you're continuing to feed the funnel, bringing in new opportunities at all times, even though you're extremely busy. To forego the fact that it's going to be an uphill battle once you close out all of the opportunities in your funnel. And sixth, and not la- last or least is lead gen. You need to effectively create quality leads that is targeting your audience that you're seeking, delivering a message that you're seeking to resonate with your target audience. And typical trusted advisors, there's probably seven to 12 different strategies that really work. If I were to look at the top three, in my particular case, number one is referrals intentionally, proactively build your referral network. And I've given a tool. I'd be happy to share it uh, with, your, with your viewers. It's called the Connector Compass. And you can look at it along. It's connectorcompass.com. And what it does through a seven-step process, help you identify the categories of people that are good connectors, good referral sources from you. And then select one, two no more than three people in that category, because at the end of the day, they're looking for a mutually beneficial relationship. And if they're providing you referrals, there's a spoken or unspoken expectation that you're gonna reciprocate. And by having too many, you cannot make everyone happy. So referrals is extremely important. Getting out and speaking in target rich audience areas about what you do and how you go about doing it. We refer to it as small scale seminars. Get 10, 15, 20 people into the room and talk about the value that you can deliver specifically to them. Uh, Investment people, insurance brokers, they do a lot of this. If done correctly, it can work very effectively. And quite frankly, for me, it's been my book. Uh, What does that mean? It means that's my business card. It's hopefully, offering the person who's considering me some credibility that they wouldn't have received elsewhere. It's positioning you as a thought leader, which is very important. Yes, you can do sponsorships. Yes, you can belong to trade uh, or go to trade shows. Yes, you can do associations, but I'm a firm believer, trusted advisors Build their their new clients either on a one to one basis or part as a small group, with that has a common um, goal in mind.
0: Yeah. So so when when you talk about building a referral network, um, you want do you want to give some examples of the kinds of people that maybe uh, oh I'll say a, a CPA or or uh, an insurance broker or somebody like that. Might want to have as part of their referral networks, so people get a sense of of what you're talking about. I mean, I think I know, but but uh, you know,
1: sure. It, it it all starts with your target audience. Who is your target audience?
0: We're back Who to that, that again.
1: Your, it starts with your target audience.
0: Every 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 question that I ask, you, you yeah. say it's your target audience. It's your, I, I, I feel like. <laughs> I've heard this, but but yeah, I I, I get it. I'm just so
1: it gets just... down to your target audience for the services that you offer. Mm-hmm. Who do they turn to? Who do they respect and trust to help guide you in making an informed decision, the best decision that you can have. So a CPA, it could be a wide variety. It could be a business coach, it could be a sales consultant or a marketing consultant like myself. It could be a banker, it could be a wealth manager, and you could go on and on and on. And it's, if you have been documenting your lead sources, you'll be surprised. There's some aha moments, you go, oh my goodness, I did not realize that five out of my last eight leads came from a commercial banker or a personal banker. Hmm, is that perchance? Or is there a theme here? And if that's the case, and we recognize those, then who do we want to get close to? Who do we want to develop a, uh, a strong relationship with? Okay. An architect is probably going to want to get involved in, in general contractors, uh, uh, business subs, anybody else who specs out the type of product that they're seeking to buy, if it's homes, then you need to connect with homeowners who are buying similar price value homes in your market, because what you're really trying to do is build that uh, referral network. Does that help?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that, that's really great. Um, what, um, so you've, you've, a number of times we talked about having the right potential clients. What's, what's your approach to, to figuring that out? Um, And how much time does it
1: take? As much time as it needs. If you know your business, it shouldn't take that long. Is it going to require some thinking? Yes. I usually start with a two-step process. Number one, grade your current clients. A is for awesome. They've got everything that you want. Give me a million more of them. B, your basic clients. Uh, they buy sometimes from us. They may be hard to upsell, cross sell. They may shop us a little bit. They don't pay their bills on time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then your Cs are can't live with. It's like, geez, they're always wanting a deal. They're paying their bills slow. They're not respectful to me and the people in in my business. Um, they shop us constantly. They view it as a transaction as opposed to relationship. And then four is D dead. Or as we say, why are we doing business with we speak? <laughs> so A awesome. B basic. C can't live with. D dead. You start very simply by just writing the names down of clients that fit into those four categories. Now we want to develop a profile for an ideal fit or a right fit client. How do we do that? We take our awesome customers and say demographically, what is there about them that makes them awesome? Geographically, what makes them awesome? And the hard one is always psychographics. How do they buy? How do they make a purchase decision? What makes them awesome? And then you turn to the other end, your Cs and Ds, and what makes them not the best client? What characteristics do they represent? And you outline those, and there's always discovery in the process because there's things that a trust advisor hasn't thought about. And if they do it the right way, it will, life is so much easier. Mm. It's easier to develop message. It's easier to develop the sales process. It's easier to develop your su- sales success standards. And quite frankly, as a trust advisor, you're not as stressed. You feel like you're in control. You're on the road and you're on a racetrack, but you know how to drive that race car.
0: So um, do you have some tips for, um, let's say, shortening the, the client acquisition cycle, in in you know the post pandemic right we've we've come through this now um, we're not doing so much face to face what's what's what does that look like?
1: Okay, I'm going to repeat myself just a couple more times. Number one, targeting the right audience, making that sure before. that you have a yeah. message that resonates. Make sure that you have a documented sales process. Embrace virtual selling. The research out there is showing that buyers, A, do not wanna see us because they're doing all the research online. But quite frankly, that's where we have the most value. So it's important that you have a strong presence a differentiating message online so you, you get to play. Embrace virtual selling. The best trusted advisors, we say face to face, Well, guess what, Dr. Steve? We're face-to-face right now. Is that bad? No. What we're saying really is buyers do not want as many in-person calls as they've had in the past. Sellers are finding value in it as well because both are using their time more efficiently. So yes, there may be an opportunity to meet in person, but most of the interactions are becoming virtual like we're doing today. We also encourage trusted advisors to tell the old line telephone calls and turn them into virtual meetings because we know the various forms of communication and body language and and seeing somebody tells you a lot more than the words and the intonation, but having all three together will help you shorten the sales cycle. And quite frankly, the meetings themselves are shorter. So it gives you a perfect opportunity to increase your activity, be more efficient with your time, and be respectful of your client's time, because they're asking you to do exactly what you would like to do.
0: Great. So we just have a couple minutes left, and I know you have a book coming out shortly. Um, Tell us just quickly about that, and, and, and what is it?
1: So it's, the name of the book is Trusted Advisor Confidential, and my co-author, Henry DeVries, um, is also ran a digital marketing agency for many years. The offering is the book, but quite frankly, there's a Star Guide workbook that reinforces, here's what targeting is. It's the best practice of. The benefits of targeting are these six benefits. And oh, by the way, in this workbook, here are nine templates for you to use. It's designed to be as a bundle. Do it yourself, or you can do it with somebody else. And I'm also going to be having as part of that those who say, hey, I want to learn group educational sessions over a 12-week period of time. Each week, we'll cover one of the six stars in the off week I will review the work that each member of the group um, has completed. And then we're also finally going to be putting together a mindset group uh, or a mindshare group where we can come and talk as trusted advisors in a non-competitive way and say, this is working, this is not working. Hey, I'm really having a struggling. What advice can you give me? And we're going to call it the crow's nest.
0: Ah, Okay. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way for them to, to, to reach out?
1: Thank you for asking, Dr. Steve. They can either call me directly at 630-649-4943 or email me at Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at smooth, S-M-O-O-T-H, selling, not selling. Selling, S-E-L-L-I-N-G, forever, F-O-R-E-V-E-R.com.
0: Great. And that concludes our show. Thanks to our guest, Craig Louder. I hope you've learned something about how, as a trusted advisor, you can consistently generate new client growth. I know I did. This is Dr. Stephen Kirch of Profit Minds. Make sure you catch us again next time on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Of course, I'd appreciate a good review on any of those platforms. Thanks again for joining us.